0: Welcome to Witch Yes, a podcast for casual conjurings, witches and training, and them big chonky babies with them big fatty legs.
1: Them big chonky babies with them big fatty legs.
0: I'm Big Fatty Tara. I'm <laughs> Big Fatty Alicia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> with them big fatty legs. <laughs> with the, I'm
0: that big chonky Tara. Big
1: chonky. On today's episode, the most secret of secret societies. Do I say the name? No,
0: it's secret. It's oh. secret
1: which is in the news and a self-love mirror spell. So cute. Ah. baby, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm busy. You're very busy. AF, yeah. Yeah. Very busy. I'm in production right now on a feature film that I'm producing. So holla. This is
0: our, so the people on Patreon know that we fronted a bunch of these episodes. Yes. Because Alicia's going to be gone. So this is the last, second to last of the marathon of recordings we've had to do. Yes. And Brian's marathon of researches. (laughs) And
1: he hates us. He's not having a good time.
0: (laughs) He's been very polite about it.
1: He's definitely having a long time. (laughs) That's for sure.
0: So uh, do you want to talk about like where you're
1: going or like, no? no?
0: Okay. I don't need stalkers. Fair. Fair. (laughs) Undisclosed location. Undisclosed
1: location. Underneath the Capitol. In upstate New York. It's vast. There's a lot of bears up there. There is a vast wilderness. I'm very nervous about the bear situation. I'm not very nervous about it. She's extremely. I (laughs) I hope I get to cuddle with the bear at night. Aww. To keep me warm because it's gonna be cold. Because than really? here. It's May though. Yeah, but it's upstate. It's like five hours up. That's true. So I'm gonna be freezing. You're gonna have to pull out that puffy coat. Oh yeah. Oh no. I'm so sorry. Me too. But what what are you up to today? What are we what are we doing? What are we
0: doing? Well, okay. So Tell um, us. I have two things.
1: Yes. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah, you do? What was the date that was the most perfect day? Did I miss it already? No, because Really? Is it today?
0: It's tomorrow. <laughs> Actually in our in our timeline. Oh my gosh. In the episode timeline, sorry guys. But it was April 26th. Oh my gosh. Is when the stellium in Pisces happens. I took the day off. Oh! Um, so <laughs> no I wonder
1: ex- you let me come over so late. <laughs> I was like,
0: oh, you were like, how when's your bedtime? I was like, oh mama, I There's no
1: bedtime tonight. <laughs> we're partying.
0: Yeah, no, it's, so it's tomorrow.
1: Oh, crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. And Mike was like,
0: have you seen the picture of all the planets aligned like in Hercules when the Titans are released? And I was like, you cannot bring release Titans energy into this house. We are partying in the USA
1: tomorrow. Tomorrow's a good day. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Okay. Good day energy. I'm glad I didn't miss it. I just thought maybe it happened and you didn't tell me but i just like assumed you were going to tell me the day of oh i would never let that i would no thank you we have to I harness it. this
0: planetary energy and use it for evil <laughs> that's it political gain <laughs> power um no so i want to let you guys know not in this timeline but in the episode timeline we are less than a week away from a Mercury retrograde that is about to be so wild.
1: Oh, is this is this it? This is one of the really big ones. Is this the ones. final one? Is, are we done? <laughs> the final
0: when the the second round of QAnon like pamphlets go out and it's like, oh, sorry, we we thought the Earth was going to end on Good Friday. We've decided it's actually
1: that was definitely some Mercury and retrograde shit. Oh yeah, like they should have timed that better so that like the witches and the QAnon believers could be like, but they have a point.
0: How much QAnon astrology? Crossover? Do you think there is?
1: I think there's a bit. I actually, I think they're not using it to their full potential.
0: No, if they had really taken the stellium into account and had a really good day.
1: Yeah. Or just even, I feel like you can harness astrology for evil. We've heard about that in the CIA episode, you know. Oh yeah. For toppling and it, governments. And it's very easy to do. Like you just Google it. So it's kind of like really a waste of their resources that they haven't started doing that yet. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. Tell me about this Mercury in Retrograde. So
0: it's going to be transitioning. It's a Mercury in Retrograde in Taurus. Ooh, and so the one of the main things we talked about is that it's going to be full of drama. <gasps> so it starts May 10th and then it's going to end June 2nd. So you really only have to make it through a month of supreme drama. And then you have all summer. Okay. Mercury retrograde
1: free. Bless you.
0: Bless you, Dawn. Oh Bless my you. gosh. Bless She's like, I'm, a, I'm allergic to all this drama.
1: So just keep your eyes out. Great. That's 11 days on set for me. Just don't be communicating too hard. I'm, I'm going to, the moment I'm on set, I'm going to try to disappear <laughs> behind a wall. It's like I'm not even there.
0: Yes, exactly. As
1: I get in my car and I drive away.
0: And then my final thing is yes, something that we've talked about very briefly.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But I started this and finished this podcast called "The Churning: The Sisters Who Left," which is about the ministries of charity, which was the cult that surrounded Mother Teresa. Okay, great. And have you you haven't listened to any of it?
1: No, I have not. And
0: You've been I very was very busy.
1: You, <laughs> when you said it's the podcast about the cult, I was like, okay, which one is she going to give me more clues than this? Now I'm back on. Okay. You listen to a lot of podcasts about cults.
0: I'm just really very concerned about my future. <laughs> and that at any moment I could be taken advantage of, okay? I'm very insecure. That's fair. So here's the deal. Mother Teresa, she's out there. She's little. She's from Macedonia. She's very concerned about the poor and the sick and stuff. And um, Quaint. Very quaint. She creates this nunnery, sort of like amasses this following of young women who want to also dedicate themselves to helping the poor and helping the sick. And they're like, I'm going to dedicate my life to God because I'm a lesbian, but it's 1960, so I don't know what I'm going to do about it. And basically... Go to a nunnery. Right. That's what so many women did. It's
1: like a little pussy party.
0: And uh, Mother Teresa was just like so famous. Like she was wildly beloved. It interviews all of these women who like escaped. And when I say escaped, I'm talking like, like escaped.
1: That's awesome. Because it was
0: very hard to leave. Um, Their whole like way that they structured their society was basically like you always had a buddy, like someone was always watching you, like people were always tattling on each other. And I think the thing that was like the most fascinating is that Mother Teresa was very concerned about like the oath of chastity, Mm -hmm. but not in the way that you like think. Like the, so you think like, okay, I'm making this promise of chastity, I'm not gonna have sex with anyone. But she was very concerned about like the nuns touching each other because that's a form of breaking your oath of chastity uh. and so the nuns would go years and years and years and years without ever feeling the touch of another living being and then you're like but wait they're like taking care of sick little babies and like taking care of sick people and their whole thought was like okay so you must hold the babies but you really have to like you count to 10 and
1: then you put the baby down but it shouldn't the outfit be a barrier well on
0: top of that but also it's like yeah they're like fully in like these huge saris and they have like these like big like long um the habits the habits Mm -hmm. that they wear but like even then they were like if you brushed arms by accident with one of your sisters like you have to go and take what they called the discipline (gasps) which is where they like beat themselves with like these um big knotted pieces of rope and then they would wear these like spiked things around like their arms and their waists these spiked chains
1: to do what
0: to just like live in suffering like so much of like Mother Teresa's like image of suffering was that she was married to the Jesus when he was on the cross. Not the Jesus at any other point when he was literally being crucified.
1: Literally at his least sexy. Yeah. Or. Well. well no. Defending. Nah, nah. I mean definitely at his kinkiest but <laughs> it wasn't a good time. So
0: that podcast is called The Churning the Sisters Who Left. It's really good. It's about 10-12 episodes and I would do want to warn you that there is some discussion of like sexual assault and just like so much grief, like women that like gave all of their youth to like this woman who was like not warm or caring to the people that were the most dedicated to her. And it's also really fascinating because they go into the fact that mother Teresa had like supreme darkness inside of her. She basically like, she felt called to God to like create this ministry of charity And then as soon as she created it, she felt like God abandoned her. And she stopped hearing his voice. And the rest of her life, she was just like, I'm cursed. Like, God has left me. Like, he has forsaken me. Like, I'm going to hell. Like, what is this supreme darkness? If I'm going to be the saint, I'm going to be the saint of darkness. Like, really intense shit.
1: Oh, that's crazy.
0: It's so interesting.
1: Ooh, that sounds good. Yeah. I listen to that on my drive up. So, what's it called again?
0: It's called "The Turning: The Sisters Who Left." Okay. And also, here's another fun fact. Yes. She meets Princess Diana. <gasps> Three months later, Dead. Princess Diana dies, <gasps> and then less than a month later, Mother Teresa dies.
1: <gasps> it's all connected.
0: 1997 was a tough year for America's sweethearts. Yeah, who weren't from America. <laughs> <laughs> who weren't the furthest. Who weren't
1: truly American sweethearts, <laughs>
0: but we loved them. We
1: loved them. It's good. All right, Alicia, can I tell you a secret? Yes.
0: My secret is. Tell me. <laughs> I'm dying to know. <laughs> that in eighth grade. Uh-huh. No. Um, so we're going to talk about secret societies today. That's the secret. It's not a good secret because you did do research for it,
1: but. Uh, I did a little. She does. It's it. mostly secret for me. <laughs> I'm going to find out with everyone else.
0: So why do you think, let's just, let's wrap a minute. Why do you think people feel like they have to make secret societies? What's the draw of a secret society?
1: Life is like so boring Mm -hmm. and it kind of breaks up the monotony. Like join a secret society. Wear secret clothes. Initiate secret rituals. Mm -hmm. Doesn't that sound dope? It does. Eat secret food. Eat secret food. Pay lots of money for secret things. (laughs) (laughs) But your neighbors aren't doing it. No. You are far superior than you're, your whole community. You're finally special. Exactly. And that's what people have been striving for this whole time.
0: I think that's uh, honestly has kind of been my takeaway. <laughs> is that like yeah. people really want to feel special, but then also like they want to feel like they're a part of something mm-hmm. that's secret.
1: Yeah. So and especially if you can make it like historical. So you're yes. like, oh, in the roots, I think this is a big like masonry thing. Cause mm-hmm. I know uh, my grandfather is like in a masonry kind of club i don't know which one you're kidding your father's like a freemason oh my grandpa yeah or your grandfather yeah that's crazy or he's in like one of those i don't know which one it is but it's some kind of like mason club and he's in a lot women aren't allowed (gasps) and all that shit and i was like okay sounds culty he has secrets he has secrets all right Anthropologically, secret
0: societies seem to be historically linked to a legacy of warrior societies.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's funny because most people are not a warrior. Well, most people very much wish they were a warrior. What is it? A kitty pet could never be a warrior. <laughs> that's what it is.
0: And the all male warrior bands that these warrior societies held. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. does this mean that dudes are the only ones that can create and maintain secret societies?
1: absolutely not
0: absolutely yes what female versions are (laughs) called book clubs oh okay 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 no I'm kidding I see but it does seem that there are some guidelines for what makes a secret society a secret society versus like an intelligence agency or like an exclusive club like the Delta Sky Lounge Mm -hmm. so one it is exclusive and this exclusivity makes you special Yes. Special. Love being special. Not just like regular special, like you read at a 10th grade level in 5th grade. Like this exclusivity elevates your status in some way both inside and outside of the group. So this is like politicians. This is like uh, community leaders, like in your church, in your town. Yeah, like your big shit. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Two, it's secretive. Ooh. Sure, the existence of the Odd Boys may be common knowledge, but their initiation rites, their goings on, are all held close to the chest because... Mm. Number three, they have capital A, secret.
1: They're hiding something. But are they? But they are. But are they? Well, they think they are. They think they are.
0: So secret knowledge, secret teachings, secret family recipes. When you get into this exclusive club, you gain access to this hidden knowledge in some way. The secret could be, like, the existence of lizard people or, like, the location of Jesus' descendants or just where men get the goddamn
1: audacity. Where do they get the gall?
0: An additional guideline that, like, only showed up in David Barrett's book, Secret Societies from the Ancient and Arcane to the Modern and Clandestine, is the idea of like internal hierarchies and progressive teaching. So what does this mean? This is like you get into the secret society and you like drink some blood or whatever, and then you realize it's onions all the way down.
1: Oh, onions.
0: You're just a brownie. You're not even a a full Girl Scout yet. Oh, my gosh. There's, like, badges. There's, like, uh, trips to the woods you got to do.
1: You got to prove you got to sell those cookies. There's some, like, ayahuasca happening. Yes. Okay, okay. Some acapulco. Some what? Some what? (laughs) Acapulco? The place? The place. Some happening, you know. (laughs) They have secrets, too. They have
0: secrets. So the closer you get to the center, the more of the hidden knowledge that you gain access to. Because they're not just giving it... To, you know, the Alicia and Terras that go to one or two meetings and then
1: get scared by all the blood. But I, I I, just, I need you to show me something for me to invest my energy. But they do that. But then they're like, we're not
0: telling you where Jesus is and where he's been hiding all this time well, in he Brazil. Should, he's
1: dead. <gasps>
0: is he? Secret secrets Ooh. are no fun. There is a theory of... Uh, Alicia said a family tree of secret societies so this is the idea that there were a few original root groups and from those groups spout like all kinds of like fraternity moose lodge motherfuckery there isn't much research on this and I don't necessarily like agree entirely with it but I do think that everything kind of comes from somewhere like there are few like very few genuinely new ideas in the world and like all of this secret society stuff doesn't exist within a cultural vacuum so while a group may not draw its hereditary lines to like the lima or the freemasons a lot of their ideas may be steeped in their teachings just because like we live in this cultural soup all the time
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: so the one that we're talking about today yes is the long-awaited <gasps> deeply asked for <gasps> ordo templi orientis insert scream <laughs> <I can't breathe>. <laughs> <Thunderfly>. <laughs> cow. All right, so we're not going to say that word over and over again. We're just going to call it the OTO because Ordo Templi Orientis is long. And
1: OTO sounds secretive. It do. Mm -hmm.
0: So the OTO was founded in Germany in 1904 by German occultists Karl Kellner, Franz Hartmann, and Theodore Reuss. And they didn't just meet up in a beer hall that summer and decide to make a cult because this shit goes way back. (gasps) Oh, no. So come on this journey with me. Get on your little fatigues. Get your little water bottle. My little magic school bus. Yes. <laughs> We're shrinking down. So, guys, the Knights Templar.
1: <gasps> they exist. They are
0: real. Okay. The Knights Templar was a military monastic order. That means boys hanging out alone.
1: Wait, is this the guy with the, the sword? Oh, they have swords. But is this the one with the one in the stone? That's King Arthur. Yeah, is he part of no, this? No, that's the Knights of the Round Table.
0: The Knights Templar. Why were there so many? How many, so many knights around that table? I a don't know. Large. It's very small. It's a small table. <laughs> no, what was your question? <laughs> so many knights. <laughs> Why are there so many knights? Because there were so many wars. Oh. The whole reason they were created was because after the first crusade, Jerusalem was a total spring break spot for pilgrims. Getting there was dangerous. And people were going missing. It's kind of like
1: Florida. It is. <laughs> They're like... We have to drive down there? That's literally the movie Spring Breakers. It is. It is. Yes, it is, Yes. So some
0: folks in 1100 CE were like, let's go down there with some horses and maybe a few swords and we'll protect these pilgrims. And Pope Innocent II was like, hell yeah, I bless you. Bam. Oh, God says yes. I now, like how easy it is. That's all you need. God says yes. If we know anything from the Malias Malifakarm episode, which is with Pope Innocent Eighth, Yes. The innocents oh. love being like. God says, "I'm not white, 'cause we're well, here." Jesus, <laughs> go for it, big boy. Love it. Okay, Knights Templar, rest in peace. Mm. Because two centuries after their arguably pretty pure intentions to go protect pilgrims, they are burned at the stake. It's kind of murky, but apparently some king didn't want to pay his loan.
1: Because mm. I guess they never do. They don't. This rich people tax thing has gone far back, guys. <laughs> Wait, it's not just Elon. It's all of them. It's true. It's Since true. forever. They're like, you want me to pay for public school? Nah. For women? That's why we didn't have education for so long. They weren't paying. All
0: right, so this king, he doesn't want to pay his loan. Mm-hmm. So he spreads the rumor that the Knights Templar are spitting on crosses and jerking each other off.
1: Oh, like really jerking each other like off? Jerking like jerking each other off. Like.
0: Like really getting now
1: Like really, them. like, they, they're touching it? Yeah. They're touching the other? With
0: their little dirty <gasps> knight hands?
1: Oh yeah, they don't have soap, right?
0: Inside the armor outside, I don't know. I guess it's up to like whatever nasty eleven hundred.
1: Okay. I'm here for this.
0: (laughs) And I'd say it's like it's possible that like They were. (laughs) They were horrifically corrupt because money did get involved and it's also possible that there's like some really fun homo stuff going on there because you get a bunch of guys together and they're like, Let's go on an adventure. Oh, you have soft lips. It's like pirates. But for our purposes, the knights have been disbanded. Mm Mm-hmm. Or have they? Oh my goodness. So secret societies go fucking bonkers for the Knights Templar. It's like they're holy, but also they have like cool outfits, but also they have like this cool like dramatic persecution story at the end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these societies say that they can trace their lineage back to surviving knights. Now, one such order is the Order of the Temple, who were like, yeah, we're we're totally descendants of like, Egyptian Gnostic Christian sects that were like buddies with the Templars and then they were like being persecuted and the Templars were like, here's our secret knowledge. And we were like, okay, we'll keep it safe for you, whatever you want, dude. And um, and people were like, yeah, that totally sounds real. I love this. <laughs> Continue. I want you to play every character Okay. okay from okay, now okay. on. The only reason that the order of the temple is important is because their teachings and writings sparked an interest in Templarism within other secret societies. The Freemasons, oh. Alicia's grandpapa, were also people who are often like on again, off again, whispering like, oh, but we're also the Knights Templar.
1: Us too. Mm. But us too, though. Mm-hmm. This sounds about
0: right. That group of Freemasons getting really into secret knowledge and Templar magic, those are the bad boys who ended up creating the OTO.
1: What bad boys?
0: Oh, let me tell you.
1: (gasps) So here's... I'm just here to gasp. (laughs) I feel like I'm doing it really dramatically. I'm so
0: excited because this gets extreme Okay. at the end of my section. And then we just have to go. And then we we have to continue
1: and in the episode.
0: So I have this, I have a section. It's called The Start. Okay. So Carl Kellner... A wealthy, mustachioed Austrian Virgo was spring breaking in the Middle East and South Asia looking for some wisdom in 1896. As they always do. Allegedly, he meets three spiritual masters and has these like sex yogic experiences. Oh yeah, very hot. And during these teachings slash orgies, he believed that he was imparted secret wisdom from the spiritual masters on the original secret magic of the Order of the Temple, i.e. the
1: Knights Templar. Just from... Coming one time, yeah. Oh well, multiple, or maybe, maybe getting cummed on. Who oh, knows? Okay. It was just like a Bukaki revelation sort of thing.
0: <laughs> that is a great band name. <laughs> hey, what's up? We're Bukaki Revelations. One, two, three. <laughs> <laughs> These revelations um, would act as the key to unlock the secrets of the Freemasons and all religions. They were like not just one, not just two. All of them. Ooh. Spoiler, the secret magic is sex. Episode over. We were all going to (laughs) join. Well, maybe more people will. Okay. So Kellner then decides that he's going to make another Templar group. And being in, quote, the Orient at the time, he's going to honor his spiritual masters and call it the Ordo Templi Orientis, the Order of the Temple of the East. Okay. Ta-da. All right. Kellner then meets up with an equally mustachioed German Leo named Theodore Royce. Royce is mixed up in all kinds of secret societies. He's like, playboy over here, playboy over here, I have sex with you, I have sex with you. Ooh. Secret, secret, secrets. And Kellner is basically like, when you dump your other secret orders and you're ready to be monogamous, I'll be waiting. And 20 years later, in 1902, Royce shows up at Kellner's front door, Love Actually style, and
1: says, I'm ready, let's do it. With the note cards. Yes. The poster card, mm-hmm. note card. They're like this big. They're,
0: <laughs> They're <laughs> little. it was expensive at the time, okay?
1: <laughs> he brought a whole tree. <laughs> carved it in.
0: He used, um, what was it, uh, floriography in oh. beautiful bouquets. So he just writes with flowers, yes. Kellner and Royce then rope in this pushbroom mustachio German Sagittarius Franz Hartmann, who they called Dirty Franz because apparently he was very oily. Hmm. And I feel bad
1: because he does have very sad eyes. And a receding hairline, yeah. Poor guy. Now why do we need all these guys? to make some kind of Bukkake revelation, <laughs> baby. I don't know. <laughs> Two is making love and three is Bukkake.
0: <laughs> well, because when you go to the Freemasons in England in 1902 and you say you want to start a charter to make a Masonic lodge far, far away in this faraway place called Berlin, Ooh. it looks better when you have multiple people that like want to join.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like if it's, if you're just like a dude and you're like, I'm going to make a... A thing. And they're like, do you have... Is anybody going to join this? My best friend will. My best... My My, <laughs> my mom. best buddy will. <laughs> now, why do they want a charter? Because money. Mm. The Freemasons, mm, yum, 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 they are filthy rich with it at the time. So, okay. they're like, we're going to use the Freemasons money that they're giving us. And then we're going to start this secret fucking sex cult in with, Berlin. So, it's
1: a, it's a cult within a cult. It's
0: a cult within a cult. Okay. And they're like, there's no way that... The British are ever gonna hear about it because one, they can't speak German, and two, nobody goes to Berlin. Got him exactly. (laughs) Okay, so sad violin time. Karl Kellner dies in 1905. Mm. So he doesn't get to see the fruits of his secret society. Just for reference, 1905. Right now, Aleister Crowley is in the desert and Ah. he's writing the Book of the Law. So just like keep that on the back burner. Oh no. Okay. No one is gonna follow a guide that they're calling Dirty Franz. Yeah. So that means Royce becomes the de facto leader of the OTO. And he starts flinging out charters for the OTO franchise like Hibachi Chef and Shrimp. He's like, England, France, Switzerland, Denmark, you get a car, you get a car. And in 1911, there's an ominous knock, 10 years later, an ominous knock on the door. Royce opens it up and finds
1: 36-year-old Aleister Crowley. And he's like, I've seen things. Can you imagine that like 30 years ago, people would just like knock on someone's door like unannounced? I have no idea how. I guess it's like somebody knows somebody knows somebody. Yeah. And you just like show up and then you're like invited in and you have like a conversation with this random stranger. And you're like, a in your venture. own home?
0: Oh, I would never open a door.
1: To ever, anyone, to anyone, ever, I stay here. I don't go. I don't leave. I don't leave.
0: Alicia, we don't open the door. She has to kind of like crawl along the outside of the building I and open like up a window. Scale the side,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> and then hop in. She comes up through the pipes like a like a dirty rat, <laughs> like a little basilisk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, if you want to learn about Aleister Crowley and his interactions with the OTO, you can listen to our episode on him. But to do just a quick like wrap up, the OTO didn't really like him.
1: That's all I got. He, he did a lot. He did a
0: lot. He exacted kind of like a really weird control over the OTO. Like a lot of his writing influences the OTO today. And when Royce suffers like a massive heart attack, he appoints Aleister Crowley as the head of the OTO. But pretty quickly after that, the Nazis just like decimate. Oh,
1: excellent! All of finally Europe. some good timing. I know. It took this long. And Gerald Gardner's
0: over there with like his magical cone of power, oh, yeah, like just trying to get rid ah, of the Nazis. Naked, like dirty dick, like flapping in the wind. I love it. But. For the better part of the decade of the 1930s and 40s, the OTO actually operates exclusively out of California in the great and terrible U.S. of A. Oh, do we know a city? Have we
1: narrowed it down? I bet San Diego. <laughs> They're too chill. They are. They're too chill over there. I'm like, I mean, maybe, maybe Los
0: Angeles. I'm just thinking like Southern California.
1: Mm-hmm. Where they, the shenanigans yeah. are. Like yeah. there's, uh,
0: it, this shit isn't happening in Oakland. <laughs> Yeah. Like, no. no. Okay, so I'm going to give you the layout of the OTO as it stands today. There are degrees of membership, as we talked about, onions all the way down. Mm-hmm. The degrees are levels of membership, but they're also rituals, of which there are 12. The first four, degrees 0 to 3, are considered the man of earth triad. And anyone initiated into the order has the right to attempt these levels. Everything after that is invitation only.
1: Mm, okay. So you
0: got to prove that you're ready for the sex magic secret. <sighs> Titties out, ladies. There is at least a one-year minimum between each degree, but it's common for people to take several years between degrees.
1: Oh, I hate having to work hard for something. Exactly. I hate that. All right, you're losing me real fast.
0: Each of the levels have names. Are you ready? I'm ready. Uh, The zero degree, the Minerval. Oh. These are like... Sounds very smart. Doesn't it? Yes. These are like the people that just like fresh come in. They're like, oh, I'll I'll join your group with, with like absolutely no secrets divulged to them. Okay. The first degree, man and brother. All right. Second degree, magician. Oh. Okay. Third degree, master magician. It feels
1: like it should stop there. (laughs) No, because
0: uh, level four is
1: perfect magician. Perfect.
0: Wow. You could be a master but not be perfect. (gasps) But if you're a perfect magician, like
1: you can't get anything wrong. Wow.
0: This is when like we start having to be invited to stuff. Number five, prince.
1: The prince. The 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 prince prince himself. The purple rain.
0: The Sixth Degree Knight Templar. What You can just make it? You can can just be there. You can be a Knight Templar. Yes. And that's it. Now, number seven, this one isn't super clear, like, vis-a-vis the ritual. There
1: are more?
0: There are 12. Okay, guys. It went on
1: to the next page. I didn't
0: know there were more. (laughs) So, Wikipedia said that number seven was called Theoreticus, with a couple of, like, internal levels called the Magnus of Light and the Grandmaster of Light. Eight is the Pontiff of the Illuminated. Oh, Nine is initiate of the sanctuary of the gnosis. Ten is rex sumus sanctis,
1: sanctissimus. So rex means king. So that's interesting. Oh, Sumi- there's my Latin. I got oh, oh, there I we got go. one. Regis rex. That's king. Okay. What's sumus? I don't know. <laughs> it looks Latin. What's sanctissimus? Is it one word?
0: Yes. It's probably like sacred sanctity. That,
1: that makes sense. Sank. Is summus maybe sanctus. summit? Like the top? Holy is sanctus. But Sanct- maybe it's sacred too. And then what was the other word? Summus. It's like of. Chief. Oh, chief. King chief. Ki- holy chief king. King holy chief. King.
0: Well, he's not that holy because there's a number 11. Oh. Which is called Initiate of the 11th Degree, which is very boring.
1: What does that mean? Nothing. That's a long title. You put that on you're a business fine card?
0: With, you're fine with Rex Sumus Sanctissimus.
1: <laughs>
0: Not Initiate of the 11th Degree. I see, I see. And then finally, number 12, Frater Superior, or the Outer Head of the Order, which I think is like the leader, like the big guns, like the producer Marcel.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superior Frater. So like, you know, fraternity.
0: Like Superior father. of
1: men. Superior oh, father. The yeah. big boy. The big boy. The biggest boy.
0: Now the first four degrees of membership rituals have a lot of back and forth reciting of pledges where various members will play various roles. It's like a play. Okay. It's very cute. And I read this book called The Rituals of the OTO, which is mm-hmm. written by a previous initiate. Mm-hmm. And so this is coming from someone that was inside and then interviewed other people inside the OTO.
1: Oh, so, so all their yeah, secrets, that's some spy shit.
0: It's very, it's very interesting. Oh. Now, there are various objects that are used during these rituals. A disc that represents the sun, a dagger which is placed at people's throats and chests, a book of the law, you no, know, Aleister Crowley, a noose, a well, etc. Degrees four to six become more complex with, like, having to move into different rooms. And there's a lot of, like, bleh, like, blood play.
1: Like in witchcraft like dipping blood and writing something no like, or like consuming consuming, bleeding, bleeding and consuming mine was so innocent it was very like, <laughs> like you dip your hand in and you fucking you write your name in the devil's you book put your like palm there and <laughs> make like a handprint turkey <laughs> like, with blood. On, like putting like a little bear claw <laughs> yeah, on your chest <laughs> um and then shit
0: really pops off after degree seven so that's the one that we're gonna start talking about okay At each ritual, there's a new set of signs, grips, and words that are taught to each candidate. So signs are like body positions. So one is called the sign of death, where both hands are held with all fingers clenched in a fist. And then your left arm is held down straight at your side. And then your right hand is held as if you're like plunging a dagger into your heart up at your chest. it's like this. okay. A grip is like hand and finger position. So think like Naruto. Oh. And then, um, or I guess like mudras oh yeah and then the word is like a password so this accompanies any sign or grip for the ritual and examples could be words like the lima or agape but ex-OTO members on like reddit were like the words change a lot they're Mm -hmm. like different words now every time you go up a degree from this book it seems to me that you promise not to tell people about what you're learning and the penalty of telling people what you're learning is death But each level has a different kind of death. So it just starts off with like mauling or stabbing. And then it goes to like having your bits fed to chickens and having your skull opened up so your brain is like exposed to the sun. It's really, it gets very extreme. That's very illegal. It's very, guys, it's not very nice
1: <laughs> i'm gonna call the cops on you okay <laughs> alicia is a fucking witch narc i am i'm telling on you i'm only here to robin hood i'm not here for this killing shit
0: at degree seven this is when they start to tell you some of that
1: secret sauce you have to wait that long oh so long that was like on the second page yeah
0: okay. and it, and you have to be invited five times after you like go through your initial thing it's like Now you have to get invited to four and to five and to six. It's not until seven where they're like, guys, here's the tea. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: One of their big secrets is that this really does seem to be a dick religion. And I'm not meaning like a rude dude religion. I'm meaning like they are obsessed with penises. Mm, mm -hmm. I'm going to read from the secret rituals of the OTO. And I've cut some stuff out, but you can find the whole text on Zlib. I'm on page 123. Get ready. Not only is the earth, but a chilled spark of the sun, a dropped petal of the rose of heaven, but all the source of all light and life upon the planet is that same sun. Not only is he creator, but sustainer, and it is he also that destroyeth in due season and redeemeth when the time is come. So it's basically like the sun, he make all of the things.
1: Well, okay.
0: Right now, so duh. Therefore, in the macrocosm is one sole god, the sun, now in the microcosm, which is man, soul giver of life is the phallus. Oh. The phallus is the physiological basis of the oversoul and also his own nature is he, liberty, and love. So then it goes on to describe all the animistic tribal gods that give credence to this obsession with dicks. They're like, all religions are obsessed with penises. We're just the only ones that are admitting it.
1: That, that's a fair statement. <laughs> That is a fair statement, and I appreciate that. And that would make me want to join their club more with that transparency. Oh, well.
0: Uh, transparency after level seven. So after 20 years. Well, I
1: don't know. Uh, I get it
0: now. You are going it I know the secrets up. now. Everybody's going to get all of the secrets today. So Good. first, fire, an image of soul and a fable of the phallus. Two, the moon, an image of Catius, only worshiped with soul in his aspect as an extension of the phallus. So they're like, fire is the phallus. Moon's the phallus. The mountain, it's a phallus. Home of the gods, it is the phallus.
1: The mountain, it's a dick. The sun, it's a dick. The moon, it's a dick. <laughs> the snake, Re- oh, that's a dick. As a symbol
0: of spermatazoon. <laughs> spermatozoon, spermatozoon. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. The lion to indicate the high power of the spermatozoon. The egg revered as solar is in itself a vehicle of phallic energy. They called trees flowering phalluses.
1: I can't. I can kind of see it. I can see <laughs> Alicia's it. Alicia's okay? like, I'm in here. And this dicks, makes dicks, sense. And dicks
0: and dicks. I don't think. They're like entirely talking like dudliness. I think it's really a fixation on the penis itself. Because later on they talk about like, quote, the hag and the eunuch must be shown the only mercy possible. That of swift destruction. Meaning if you can't be impregnated and you can't do the
1: impregnating, you should be dead. Okay. That's an opinion. <laughs> Definitely an opinion. I, I'm curious. And this might go on to more about Dick's. But I'm curious in the history timeline, which I don't think we did research about this. I Like, when did we know that m- men were the ones who could decide, like, heirs and, like,
0: uh, like, like whether... biologically?
1: Like, that it wasn't, like, a woman's fault if you had a daughter instead of a son.
0: Henry VIII was really pissed at all of his wives
1: and killed a lot of them. I know. And there was no science to back that up. So I'm wondering if we're getting to a point in history where the science of, like, the power of – the womb and being able to like give birth and stuff like that and what that actually is like like if that's coming more into the forefront and if this was a way to kind of like battle it back down and give men more power again
0: that's really interesting but But i have
1: no idea what the actual timeline is on that but it's just like it is late or no we're in the 1900s right? we're in the
0: very early 1900s like 1905
1: 1911 ish it might be Once we get over the hysteria hump and we actually start learning about like the women, like a woman's body.
0: Yeah. I'm like, okay. so when did they were giving women vibrators to battle hysteria late 1800s is like
1: Victorian Mm -hmm. era. Victorian era ended before the 20s. Yeah. We already skipped past Nazis. Yeah. We're done. Or One version of Nazis, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know.
0: It was pre-Nazis that. Crowley's influence really started getting into the OTO. And we're going to talk later about like, it's very obvious, like, how much of the Lima is like inside OTO documents. Mm. That, like, I don't know how much of the OTO and like this obsession with the phallus is like, you know, is original OTO and is also like this Crowley hybrid.
1: Yeah. No, I feel that. It's just interesting to think about in like a broader view. Like, is this kind of like an argument or a defense against something else that was happening at the yeah. time. And and like
0: a lot of this fascination with the phallus, all of the back and forth, like all of these rituals, just assume that you're a man at yeah. this point. Where like there's nothing that says in the OTO that you can't be a woman, but also like it really helps if you're a Freemason and women can't be Freemasons. Mm-hmm. And so like technically you can be a woman but also all of this has to do with like I'm sure it's having power beginning
1: it wasn't oh yeah I'm sure that's a new age thing too totally
0: yeah all right so cool god is an actual penis now you got to worship it so the seventh degree knights are encouraged to create a chapel in their home and keep within it a gold silver platinum or bronze phallus you have to keep a light on at all times just like it's the it's a uh, starred spangled banner okay <laughs> like you take it down at night if there's no light and you pray to it singing hymns and then it says, let then the knight keep secret his devotion and enjoy its fruits in quiet, which I don't know what the fruits are.
1: The balls, right? Is it?
0: Those are balls. But they don't talk about the balls. They just talk about
1: the phallus. And also what? Oh, so you're using it like a dildo? Is Do that what you? you're saying? I don't know dildo I didn't say. I mean, if you, you know, if you're putting a spotlight on a dildo and you just keep seeing a dildo all day, you're going to use it. You're going to be curious. You're going to put it, it somewhere at some point. All right, after the
0: eighth degree, you learn all about the sacred and godly marriage. They give a lot of like biblical and other religious evidence of how powerful and sacred the human seed is. And they seem to be like very concerned about nocturnal emissions. They'll ask you to always sleep within a consecrated circle or a room with lots of like holy images. The phallus. Mm -hmm. um, A living flame, which I don't know what that's supposed to look like. Just a fire? An eye with a triangle
1: oh like a sequ- yes
0: exactly like on the um the dollar bill yes and on top of that you have to when you cut your nails and hair you have to burn them spittle should be exposed to the purifying light of the sun and you shouldn't even let strangers clean your linen because at any point you might have nocturnally emitted on something oh and they can steal that for dark magic
1: Ah, oh, i see i see
0: at the ninth degree, things get really Jesus-y. And I was really surprised by this because up to this point, they were like, oh, the phallus and the true God and yada, yada, yada. But then they were like the Holy Son and the go- the Holy Spirit and-, and stuff like that. And so you learn what they call the ultimate mystery. And they claim that those who know the ultimate mystery are no longer human, but are actually gods. So are you ready to become a god with me? Oh, at
1: level nine, we become gods? Yes. <gasps> okay. I'm ready. Hold on. I'm going to sit better.
0: Okay. <laughs> So here are the secrets. There's several. First, they reveal one of their greatest goals, which is the elixir of life. Love it. They refer to it as the true sacrament and call the Catholic sacrament the consumption of a dead God body, which I'm sure people are going to find very offensive. <laughs> and then they call this great elixir Arcanum Arcanorum, and they give astrological ways to make this thing. I'm ready. There is a second,
1: I'm not going to tell you. Oh, man.
0: There is a second Holy Trinity. Okay, so there's like, you know, the God, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Then there's also God, God-man, and man.
1: Who's Jew- God-man? It's us. We're God-man? We're God-man! Who's man?
0: And, I don't know. Dolly.
1: Oh, the dog. Okay.
0: The sexual marriage and the act of impregnation is the elixir of life. That's what all of that astrological stuff is. It's basically like having sex and the uh, act of being impregnated and making new life. That's the elixir of life.
1: So the woman's the elixir of life. No.
0: because man is the guardian of the life of god he's got the penis and woman is a temporary expedient because women are not complete images of god oh i am a vessel i'm an object yeah oh yeah sorry i should have
1: known honestly my bad (laughs) so
0: here's the ritual for the elixir
1: oh are we getting sexy this is a rated r episode
0: it gets much worse
1: oh no for
0: okay so i'm just gonna read from this book okay as thou hast sworn the rule of chastity for thou must be a virgin unto thy lord so you gotta be i gotta be squeaky clean baby oh yeah
1: squeaky clean
0: second do thou fast worshiping god tryon for seven hours before the feast so you have to like no eating and you're praying
1: squeaky clean and starving
0: (laughs) squeaky clean and skinny (laughs) i'm
1: so skinny
0: Third, be thou clothed in the one vestiment, many colored, which was bestowed upon thee at thine initiation. So You're going to wear your, your fun little robes that you got.
1: <laughs> My bathrobe.
0: Entering the privy chapel, do thou bestow us at least one hour in adoration at the altar, exalting thyself in the love towards God and extolling him in like all of these poems. So you're going to look at the penis in your fun, nice robes. You're fucking starving. And you're going to say, thank you, penis God. For all that you've given me, and I love you, I love you, kiss, kiss, kiss. For an hour? For an hour. Then do thou perform the sacrifice of the mass, the elixir being then prepared solemnly and in silence, do thou consume it utterly. So then I was like, what is the sacrifice of the mass? Tell me! What is it? So then there was just a bunch
1: of Latin. Oh my god. I find,
0: I come in... (laughs) Well, I thought about asking you, but I was like, she's busy, she's busy. So I was like, all right, I see the word Virgo a okay. lot in this paragraph, which means virgin. Yes. And that made me very suspicious. Mm-hmm. So I plugged this whole goddamn thing into Google Translator. And I think it's explaining what this ceremonial, what they call the ceremonial, is. It involves a virgin bathing, quote, with the words. Okay. Feeling the words. A virgin washing the priest. Ew. A fire is then lit. Okay. The virgin starts saying some stuff. She says, she like exalts or whatever and then they enter the day sacrifice so sumo and it says let him enter into the holy of holies beware take care take care the two who become one should sing the words of the holy verse without ceasing in a loud voice
1: stop so is this like oh my god oh, oh. my god oh we
0: oh. you know how the thing you say during sex
1: oh we is that what you say <laughs> yeah oh, wee we all the way home oh we <laughs> She is the fifth little piggy and she is proud.
0: I'm not going to market today. (laughs) Right now. We are
1: not done. This is crazy. Right,
0: right. I'm having so much fun. This is the thing I'm most excited about. So we're going to have, there's this whole section on the homunculus, which seems to be another one of like their big great goals. And I do want to give a trigger warning because there's violence, miscarriage, and just some really hurtful opinions on disabled people.
1: Great.
0: Um, So if that's upsetting to you, just like skip forward a couple minutes all right so the homunculus is in all ways a human except that it has no soul it's an empty vessel okay a human soul enters the fetus at the three-month mark of pregnancy and it's better to say that it's like it attracts a soul so the OTO stance is that if the the soul fetus link up isn't compatible the child will either miscarry or have developmental problems once the human soul is inside the child's body it's really hard to get it out. Usually a soul only leaves the body during death or during an extreme case of demonic possession. And they even go as far as to say that like, that um, developmentally disabled people are possessed by non-human spirits. That's pretty wild. It's really, it's really fucked up. So their thinking is like, okay, we want to create a homunculus. What we're going to do is we're going to take a fetus and remove it at two months because it lacks a soul. Like if we take the Remove fetus it. if we take the fetus out at two months and keep it alive, could it become a homunculus? What is the success rate on this? And so they talked about how they had some promising like research in external gestation of fetuses, like Petri dish fetuses. What? If that doesn't work, their thinking is that if you if you accept the sole fetus connection point then could a powerful magician not manipulate this mechanism to allow for the incarnation of like some kind of planetary or elemental spirit into a child? They're like, if if we accept that like there's like this point where the soul isn't there and the child is there and then the soul is there and the child is there, that in-between point, could we put something else in there? Little marbles. Maybe yeah, what what it, maybe are they the, trying the to devil. put in there? The OTO has claimed to have done this. So there is a quote says, we once supplanted the soul of a Caliban creature, a certain deformed and filthy abortion without moral character named Victor Newberg, a soul of ISIS, by a soul of Mars and by a soul of Jupiter in turn. So that this quasi human shape, not being a poet, did yet write verses godly and great in praise of ISIS and not being a prophet did yet foretell most accurately the wars which even now devastate the earth and not being generous. Did I say it wrong?
1: no i'm looking this up oh you keep
0: going and not being generous or wealthy did yet for a season support
1: many dependents on his bounty so they're what has anything come up no i mean he has like a wikipedia page i'm just saying what to what you're saying like this is crazy so
0: so they're claiming that like this human homunculus god creature like did all of these things with his godly powers Made prophecies, like wrote godly verses, created great wealth. Aleister Crowley, who they called Baphomet, gave instructions on how to create a homunculus through natural means. Okay. So here's what you do. You take a human woman. Great. Suitable astrologically for the task. I said, what does that mean? (laughs) So... He said, let the Jupiter be rising in Pisces with good aspects of sun, Venus, and moon with no notable contrary dispositions, which I was like, I don't know what good aspects are. I assume I don't have them (laughs) or because nobody's asked me to make a cool homunculus baby. Mm -hmm. Then take a suitable man. Funny, very little guidance given on what makes a suitable man, but lots of guidance given on on what what makes a suitable woman. That makes sense. Okay. You make them fuck until the woman gets pregnant. Once the woman is pregnant, you whisk her away to the desert because so few human souls wander there for reincarnation. So we're going to Phoenix. All right. Get in the plane. Put this little pregnant cutie in the center of a consecrated circle and every day, five to seven times a day, perform banishing spells on her because we don't want any spirits coming near her. Okay. Because she has to be completely isolated so that we can put our god baby in there. Um, She's not allowed to leave the circle, so you better make sure she has a Grubhub budget. She's not allowed to have Netflix because this whole time she has to keep her mind on this sacred homunculus baby she's making. Now when the baby is coming, you got to really gauge when you think it's going to be fully born because you want a really good rising sign. I said, what is a good rising sign? They said, we're not telling you. What is a good rising sign? They're not going to tell us? No. I assume probably like a Leo or something like interesting. Um, Mm. They literally say try to delay or quicken the birth based on this fact. And that's when the book ends. It
1: literally goes, God baby dash appendix. So the God baby came and destroyed everything. <laughs> that's the only thing that makes sense. The God baby dropped from the
0: ceiling and cut like the author's <laughs> throat off. So there's no discussion of other levels. Brian, our researcher, had said that Auster Crowley introduced an 11th degree for like cool gay shit. And I was like, where is this cool gay shit? <laughs> Nowhere, nothing. But the common, like the colloquial term, colloquial, The colloquial term for, like, this god baby is called a moon child. And there are so many different cults that have, like, absorbed this OTO moon child, like, goal. And there's one on Long Island.
1: (gasps) That's right over there. It's right over here. Okay. We are connected. At any moment, they could come for us. Yeah. Like, in the Great Bombing, your island and that island are connected. Oh, no. You have to deal with those people.
0: No. I know. Okay, so. I was concerned about okay, what is the OTO up to today? So this is just a quote from a post on Reddit. Okay, so he said that the OTO of today is not very rich or powerful as far as like a secret society goes. None of the high degree members were rich or famous. And there were like a few like minor celebrities who were known to be involved in some way or another, but most of like the initiates were blue collar. OTO fees are much, much cheaper than something like Freemasonry. And here's the kicker. They often just, like, rented rooms or, like, use, like, members' garages for, like, these big spooky blood rituals. Oh. The OTO now is mostly grassroots, and the high-degree members have jobs like author and stuff like that that, like, write about the occult, but everyone else has, like, day jobs. He said, I understand why people might want to connect this to, like, some larger conspiracy theory out there, and it's possible that, like, a lot is being done more covertly, but I have to say I really saw nothing to that effect. And then he kind of went on to talk about like how there are groups inside the OTO that act independently and then kind of talked about like what he saw as like a far right takeover
1: Mm. of like some of these ideas. Cults within cults within cults. Onions all the way down. Onions all the way down. That is crazy. And then I wanted to note, see, this is all my research, you guys. The little notes. We have notes from the spring 2022 Agape newsletter, which is the official newsletter of the OTO. Shut up. It's this called is- Agape. That's Agape. Adorable. This is where they are now. The newsletter, you guys, is now in color. <laughs> Please hold your applause. <laughs> and you may now feel free to submit pictures and art in color. We can finally, we can we can have it in color now. It was in black and white? It was in black and white. Why? Also, the newsletter will now... Only be digital, which is why we can support your colored photos. (laughs) Because we're going green. We're going green, which means we just, we can't afford to send out these fucking pamphlets anymore. (laughs) But it's in color. Ink is expensive. (laughs) I thought that was so funny when I read that. (laughs) And the other thing of note was the charter at the Swirling Star Lodge in Miami, Florida has been suspended due to what looks like a sexual harassment situation. And the incident is being investigated by OTO's Sovereign Grand Inspector General.
0: I want to know what constitutes sexual harassment in the penis religion.
1: Well, I it's 2022 now. Oh, it used to be okay. Mm. It was virgins all the way down. Now it's not. That's not cool anymore. No, it's not. You can't just like abduct women and force them into sex. Now you got to (laughs) ask.
0: If Can I put my homunculus God baby inside you, please? And thank you. Um, so speaking of scandal, Ooh. welcome to another installment of what the hell did Jewish people do to you? <laughs> because <laughs> members of the eighth degree, this is my section called scandals, members of the eighth degree during their instruction on the sacred marriage between man and God are told of a story of how Jewish people will sacrifice a, a Gentile man, probably a child, slit his throat and spill every last drop of their blood on the ground and then they use that spilt blood by putting it in a talisman and consuming it for its like sacred spiritual power and um I I often whenever I'm reading pagan stuff or secret society stuff or just weird like cult stuff I always kind of gauge how we're doing based on how we're we're talking about Jewish people, yeah, and um, I would say the very, very low, extreme, terrifying people are the people that are like Jewish people love to eat blood. <laughs> like that's like the Jewish people are ravenous, like dingoes, <laughs> like like that. Like how horrible can we treat these people? They've, they've gone through a lot, guys. They've gone through a lot. Leave them alone. It's um, crazy. It's so crazy. Okay, and then moving on to our last section, which is Patreon questions. <gasps> oh.
1: We had a Patreon question of what is the difference between the order of the Golden Dawn and the OTO? Well, thank you for asking. Here I am to tell you. The Golden Dawn system was based on hierarchy and initiation, which women were admitted on an equal basis as men, because, of course, in OTO, we're hearing like, this is the mostly uh, dick paradise, you know? The Golden Dawn was the first of three orders, although all three are often collectively referred to as the Golden Dawn. The first order taught esoteric philosophy based on the hermetic Kabbalah and personal development through study and awareness of the four classical elements, as well as the basics of astrology, tarot, divination, and geomancy. So we're just doing some witchy things in the first order. The second, or inner order, taught magic, including scrying, astral travel, and alchemy. Now we're doing the magic, you know. The third order was that of the secret chiefs who are said to be highly skilled, they supposedly directed the activities of the lower two orders by spirit communication with the chiefs of the second order. So I'm just spiritually telling everyone else what to do.
0: I don't even have to talk.
1: I don't even have to talk. My
0: precious vocal cords, these are
1: my money makers. Insured for millions. And the main difference between the Golden Dawn and OTO is that the Golden Dawn has not been active since the 1900s. Probably once Crowley was done with it. And the OTO is somewhat active today. Yeah, they're around.
0: Kinda. Kinda.
1: Embarrassingly. I mean, it's digital.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're renting out, like, um, offices at
1: the local YMCA. (laughs) Exactly. It's not looking too good. Were there any women in the OTO? No, not back then. Now, OTO does allow women in their clubs... And the website of the Scarlet Women Lounge in Austin, Texas states, we do not discriminate based on color, ethnic background, sex or gender, sexual preferences, abilities, or religious beliefs. With that being said, I read another blog saying that although OTO does accept women, it is still mostly an old boys club with ingrained sexism running throughout the initiations and teaching. So probably not that much fun.
0: It's called like man and brother. Like it's, it's literally everything,
1: (sighs) everything skews male. Like it it does. Yeah. It doesn't seem that good. What do we think of the Thoth deck? The Thoth tarot deck was kind of Aleister Crowley's like vanity project. Basically, each card represents a word and the word is what the card means. Like it's pretty, it's pretty easy. That sounds very basic, but it's like that's kind of it. And some of them are very similar to their Rider-Waith parents, like the magician is the magus, the high priestess is the priestess, strength is adjustment. It's like, okay, I can see that. And some of the differences include each number one in the minor arcana is called the root of the powers of blank. So it'll be like wands would be fire, cups, water, swords, air, pentacles are earth. Very similar. Kind of sounding like the same thing. If you draw what would normally be a Three of Swords, you draw the Sorrow card. So the Thoth cards just kind of have different names and are actually clearer than hopping on Biddy Tarot every time you want to figure out what the Three of Swords actually means. If you draw a Sorrow card, it means bad things, bruh. You know? (laughs) And the whole, what do we think of it? I, you do you. I don't think anything. I'm really not in the
0: business of thinking about things. I'm
1: really not in the business of thinking. I'm not in business. I'm not... Me? Bit- uh, <laughs> <laughs> we don't care. If you like the thought deck, do the thought deck. Like it's an Aleister Crowley kind of thing. If you're vibing his kind of whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> his quirkiness. <laughs> then you know, why not do it?
0: Yeah, I think that uh, that's kind of my vibe. And anybody that judges you on it, like that's like their own business. Yeah. Someday the sun will engulf the earth and everyone you've ever loved will be dead. So... Who gives a shit which tarot card deck? Maybe you want to use Magical Cats. Maybe you want to use Those are pretty cute. They were very cute. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to use a Thought deck. I don't really care. No one cares. Unless we come out with a tarot card deck, then you do have to use that one.
1: You have to buy it. Because we would have spent a lot of time on it. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Closing Thought. That was a lot.
1: It was a lot. I'm so here for that journey, though. That was the craziest thing. I didn't expect to get, like, dick slapped in the face so much
0: no it was it really started off as like here's like a weird little club that these little germans are gonna make and then it was like we're going to summon the ancient
1: deities within my son carl yeah and it was just like using that as a vessel instead of just like i feel like normal pagany cults are like we're gonna summon the god yeah the god to fuck everything up and this was just kind of like no, I'm going to put a god in a baby. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I'm going to okay. raise it. Psycho. And send it to, to school. Yeah, what what's it supposed to do? I don't know. Uh, weird.
0: All right. So as a palate cleanser, we're going to have a just a, what I assume is going to be a very darling, no crime, no conflict. Uh, what, what is that?
1: Which is in the news. Oh, a breath
0: of fresh air. I'm I'm so ready to just like have a good time, right?
1: Yeah, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, okay. I okay. thought last time was kind of mean. <laughs> it was like two really <laughs> nasty stories. And I was like, maybe we should just make this one lighter. The
0: iceberg of fear and pain.
1: Yeah. So, story one. How this Toronto TikToker went viral by lying in bed.
0: Who does he think he is? Yoko Ono
1: and... John Lennon. Well, guess what? Who does she think she is? Because (gasps) feminism is here. (laughs) Write that down, okay? So how do you become TikTok famous? Sometimes all you have to do is lie in bed, darling. That's it. Known as the bed witch. See, I brought it back. Toronto TikToker Paige Elsie has become TikTok famous just by lying in her bed. And the true witchcraft of it all is? That's it. That's like what she's doing. That's it? Oh, I love this. What an icon, right? She has a pretty cute room and records herself watching shows on her laptop with very soothing music underneath. And she's received over 250,000 views, mostly because people love the chill vibes and the overall aesthetic. And that's it. You've heard it here first. If you wanna be TikTok famous, that's all you gotta do. You just gotta hang. I
0: think you really just gotta figure out an aesthetic that people appreciate. Are you gonna be cottage core? Are you gonna be bed core? Are you gonna be OTO homunculus core?
1: The world is yours. All you have to do is decide. Our second story. Pennsylvania witch faces felony charges. Bum bum. In Blair County, Pennsylvania, one very angry grandma has come under attack with a felony charge. Celestia Barker III, 74 years old. Yes, queen. Get it, girl. Threatened a police officer with white magic if he did not drop her grandson's marijuana felony charge. I'm gonna get you. I love it. In Pennsylvania, possession of marijuana is still a criminal offense and depending on how much you have dictates if you'll be receiving a misdemeanor or a felony charge. So, grandson had quite a little bit of weed on him. That was the problem. Enough to be a felony. Celestia is a white witch and told the police officer that if he did not dismiss the marijuana allegations, that the police officer may start falling down stair sets or feel a sudden push from someone even when alone this is
0: some fucking is this great i love it you might start smelling fires
1: when there are none around or hear (laughs) children screaming when you're alone your car may blow up with you inside it (laughs) and now grandma celestia is facing charges of inciting unlawful harm to the police officer her bail was set at $10,000 and she will appear in court on April 26th for a preliminary appearance. So that's tomorrow. That's the best day. This is the best. This is what they were talking about. Oh, my God. She has. It has to be OK. It's the best <laughs> day tomorrow. OK, we will see. And I mean, should you be threatening people with magic? Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Why not? Don't tell them we
1: said that. But, you know, just like. This is uh, deep in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. And our last story is Witch Talk Divided. Dun dun. An insider article spoke about the peaks and the pits of TikTok's Witch Talk. Oh, that's fun. TikTok's Witch Talk. Oh, that's cute. The peaks. Accessible witchcraft information for everyone. The pits. Some of the spells and information sourced from Witch Talk is misleading or not entirely accurate. What the teens are telling lies. Who knew? Who could have guessed? Some people believe that even if the spell is correct on witch talk, some new witches lack the experience or guidance to do these spells correctly. They tried to hex the moon. (laughs) Oh yeah, you know. We give them too much. Laura Conine, a senior lecturer of early modern history at the University of Sussex, told insider that in many traditional communities such as Wicca, you have to have a lot of training, a lot of learning, to be initiated into the community. She said, where is... I always say where he is and I just learned it's whereas. Did you say where he is? Yeah, I've said it my whole life. I've never, never like said British. it out loud.
0: Where he is? But when
1: I read it, I read whereas. Is, that is adorable. And it's apparently whereas and I heard someone else say it and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> I was 30 when I learned.
0: <laughs> I wonder if there are other things like that.
1: I wonder. Just like you don't hear words out loud so you don't know. Anyway, she said, whereas witch talk is open access, you don't really need to do much to already be part of this global community. Some people believe that this has brought upon a democratization of witchcraft and maybe a problem of cultural appropriation. Mm -hmm. Probably. Other baby witches think these critics are gatekeepers to witchcraft, withholding information so that the lone baby witch who doesn't have a coven will never be able to actually learn.
0: Tell me how to make the homunculus, Alistair.
1: Please. Some senior witches say they do want to help baby witches, but that these younger witches need to be wanting to learn witchcraft for the right reasons. They notice some TikTok witches seem to be dramatic, uneducated about witchcraft, and just kind of like money-hungry capitalists. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe,
0: but we're, are we all, are we? I'm pretty dramatic.
1: Well, indeed. (laughs) Touché, ma'am. touché. And you know, they're just worried about them becoming like a new kind of psychic scam artist sort of thing. And these people want to push back on those who are solely interested in witchcraft because it's a trend or solely because of the witchy aesthetic. Just be like, it's more than that, you know. But the aesthetic, pretty fucking cute, right? It's very cute. It's fucking cute. Angel, a senior witch who has roots in African witchcraft, pushes back against the baby witch getting involved just as a fad. However, she did say, don't allow that to discourage you from practicing something that you feel a true pull and draw to. Just make sure you're doing it safely, ethically, effectively, and understanding that you're having an impact when you do these things.
0: All right. Moving into our final segment.
1: The self-love mirror spell. I'm so ready for this. This is easy. And right now I'm very much like about self-love and Mm self-affirmation. Like radical self-love where you kind of have to like, instead of your face getting slapped with dicks like an OTO, you're slapping your face with self-love. Yes. And that's just you being like at home baby witch out of nowhere, dramatically. I love me. That's all you have to do. Isn't that great? I love this. You just do it over and over again. And if you feel those little butterflies inside, that means it's working. But the self-love mirror spell. This ritual can be performed while doing your makeup, stating positive affirmations, taking a shit, washing your face, whatever you want. Wherever you have a mirror, you can use it. These are the materials. You need an Expo marker or another item to draw on a mirror, like lipstick or something. And you need that mirror... And maybe some like moon water or olive oil to consecrate it. You will first start by blessing your mirror by drawing a protective sigil with moon water or olive oil on the back. So you beep beep. We draw it. In the formation of a circle, write compliments to yourself around where your face is. Stop. Isn't this cute? I love this. These can be positive affirmations like, I am strong or I am beautiful or my ass is so juicy. It looks so good. Write these with the intention of boosting your confidence. So these are all good, posy things. What would you write?
0: Um, That ass is a juicy peach.
1: You just stole mine. Oh, damn. Do another one. Okay. Dig deep. It's the longest pause of my life. You... You are funny. There we go. She's funny. She's so funny. <laughs> use the compliments while doing your makeup, stating positive affirmations, or just washing your face and getting ready for day. You just, you see it, your head is in the center, and you're speaking to you. I love it. And you can leave the circle of compliments up as a helpful spell for every time you use the mirror or update them every time you want to redo the spell. I love this. Isn't this cute? And thank you, Frankie Castanized Spell for a Change for today's spell. Wasn't that pausing? That was nice. This is so good. A bunch of like really crazy episode shit. I love it. And I love you. And I love you. And I love me. And I love me.
0: And I also love thanking people.
1: Yes. We would like to thank our producer, Marcel Perez, our creative director, Mallory Porter. Our researcher and intern, Brian Rainey. And Kevin McLeod for the music that we use in the intro and the outro each week. Thank you. Oh my gosh, I keep punching the table.
0: Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Kev. I also like to really thank anybody that has left Apple Podcast reviews or on any podcast app and anyone that has subscribed to us on Spotify. Those reviews and those subscriptions really help because we don't advertise anywhere and we're not with the
1: network. And so hopefully you'll leave us five stars wherever you can leave stars. Hey! If you want to find me, Alicia, I'm on Instagram at Alicia period Herder. If you want to find Miss Tara. I'm on Instagram at her lovely face. That's my art
0: Instagram. Or if you want to see pictures of my dog and Alicia, you can go to underscore little moss.
1: That's my private Instagram. And then we are on Instagram at witchyes. Share an episode in your stories. Tag us and we'll feature you on our motherfucking stories. You have to post the stories, baby
0: witches. You can't just send us a picture of you listening to the podcast. It doesn't work that way. You have to post it in your stories show all your friends what a big fucking witchy nerd you are and then we'll be like okay you would well, but aye. if you're like doing your craft or like you know it's cute
1: do stuff like that it is cute and you can join us on Facebook at Yes the Facebook Coven or you can email us at podcast at gmail.com we have a really in
0: discord they're adorable and they're all best friends yeah so I think that if you are looking for best friends or to be adorable and for people to compliment you because we have a section that's called compliments yeah then head over to our Witch Yes Discord. You can also find us on Patreon, $5 Patreon, which is an above. We're getting two extra episodes a month. Last one they just had was Spagirics.
1: Spagyrix. And the next
0: one is our top secret podcast that only exists on Patreon. So you don't get to know about it. Ooh! It's very secretive. Secrets. So uh $10 and above, get access to our close friends list and more. They get to ask us questions. So much of this research. And the next episode, I would say, guys, the next episode had the most Patreon questions that I think we've ever had, ever.
1: Okay, listener engagement. Here we are. They were like,
0: we have really big questions about this. Please answer.
1: Oh, good. So, yeah. uh, Give us $5. Just $5. Regularly. Yeah. It's fine. Almost a Starbucks. Now. Almost. Yeah.
0: And I guess that's it. Do you have anything else? No,
1: I'm good to go.
0: She's like, please let me go.
1: And this has been...
0: Damn. And this has been Witch, yes. Bye. Bye. See you in two weeks. Boop, 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 boop.